I'm Donnie. I'm Dory. And this is Two Besties and a Book. Hey, book besties. Hey, book besties. Ugh, I hate getting old. I feel like as long as I don't feel old, it's not that bothersome. I'm trying not to feel old, girl. I am telling you. Yeah. I'm like, as long as I feel youthful, I am. Mm-hmm. Who cares what the number is? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm serious. That's how I feel. I don't want to leave my 30s. I don't like it. I jumped that ship a while. Not a while like, ago. Like two years ago. Right. You're not, I think you're almost exactly two years older than me. He's like yeah. two and a half years older than yep, me. Yep, yep. You know what I mean? <sighs> you're, you are Cause I'm younger than my little brother. By like By three months. months. <laughs> two months. Just saying. Yeah. But we were close in age because we ended up having a lot of friends, you know, yeah. together and stuff as I like think if you're school. in that like three year window, yeah, you, you end, end up, up sharing friends mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, but not until like middle school. I just remember like in elementary school, like you really stayed in your lane, like with your grade. Yeah, you did not commingle. It's still, it like felt that, like oh, you're a first grader, I'm a second grader. But then yeah. third graders be like, you okay? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you just didn't. See I it. think it's still kind of like that. I do except too. That my kids do commingle sometimes because we have friends over that have kids that are an age or above yeah, or right, below right, them, right. and then they commingle there. But Makes I think sense. Like but at, in school, yeah. it's like it stays in that grade for the most part. Yeah. So my brother and I did not share friends, and then middle school it completely changed. Mm-hmm. And it became much more fluid. And people started, like, truly dating. Well, I mean, yeah. if you want to call middle school dating, dating. But it's, like, yeah. way better than the dating of elementary school where you had a, quote, boyfriend. boyfriend. Who maybe you giggled or smiled at. But that was, like, about it, you yeah. know? <laughs> middle school. At least in middle school, you started hands, talking on the went phone. Went to a dance. Possibly Talked on hands. the phone. Yeah. Yep. All that. So. Or if you're, like, anything like me and how shy I was, I talked on the phone and then I ignored them at school. Aww, <laughs> then they broke up with me because I was too shy. <laughs> Do you remember, like, it was hard to transition. Like, talking on the phone was so easy because you didn't, like, see. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and then, like, seeing each other in person, it was like, <gasps> how They're do I real. act? What do I do? Like, ah! Oh, my God, it's real. But I was such a drama queen in middle school. So... I was a bitch. I think I, I, <laughs> I, I like the idea. My thing bitch. is, I think I. Which really I was, hurts my heart to say, Aww. but I was. Well, at least you're aware. I was really shy in middle school, and I think I liked the idea of having a boyfriend more than I liked the idea, or more that, than I actually liked having a boyfriend. And I used to like. I had one boyfriend that I really, really liked, and I liked him for like ever, and then we talked on the phone and he finally asked me out and I said, okay. And then I sat next to him on the bus and I was too shy to even like try to hold his hand. And then like I broke up with him. I think I've told you this before. I broke up with him because he wouldn't come ask me to dance at the school dance and he was playing basketball in the gym. Oh. And so all my friends went over and I was like embarrassed because I'm like, well, why wouldn't he at least come over and just ask me to dance? Cause in middle school we had what we called socials. So oh. we had a little dance area for like the seventh and eighth graders and then the gym was open so there was like basketball and sports going on for people to just hang out and play and talk to each other and then there was like games and fun stuff to do like in the cafeteria because it was all one area oh, okay and um 
So it wasn't just a dance, you know what gotcha. I mean? So he was in the gym playing basketball, and I was hanging out with my friends in the dance area. And I'm like, why won't he come dance with me? Why won't he come? But I wouldn't go ask him to come dance with me. Yeah. I was just like, doesn't he think he needs to come ask me to dance? You know, being yeah. a total drama queen. Plus, I was shy. And um, I just sat there. And then, of course, I started crying because I'm a drama queen. So then he went. <laughs> so then my friends, like, I was like. He finally comes in and he's like, do you want to dance? You know, because my friends went and like harassed him. Yeah. And I was like, no. And I ran to the bathroom and then I told one of my friends to break up with him. And then I was obsessed with him for the next year. <laughs> and just mooned over him. And I dedicated songs to him when he wasn't around at the roller rink. And then <laughs> had my friends ask I loved calling the radio station, but it was so freaking impossible to yeah. get in. And all you could do is hang up and redial because... There was no, like, call waiting or m- multiple lines. And if you finally got through, you'd be like, yes, and dedicate a song to someone. But you do it kind of in code. Of course. You know, you wouldn't be, you like, want, super direct. You want to do it, but you also don't want them to know that you did it. Yeah. But you like, want them to know you did it, but not know that it was you that did it. I dedicate this song to, Cause it's you embarrassing. Know, Joe and um, from girl who's always thinking of you in homeroom or something stupid you know what I mean like yeah. you kind of like you do it's more like a secret admirer yeah, type yeah. situation yeah it was crazy <laughs> I remember dedicating please forgive me to him at the roller rink and I'm like why did I do that I'm such an idiot like you think back on these moments and you're yeah. like god we were so stupid <laughs> stupid girls oh but the moments thank us so correct I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but whatever. <laughs> They're just part of our lives. I remember... Part of the stuff um, we can look back and oh laugh on 20-something years later. Usually I'm not dramatic, but I remember one time I um, dedicated a fucking Mariah Carey song. I mean, what the fuck, Doreen? I was in middle school, and I'm like basically saying I'd rather die than not be with you. And it was with someone didn't even like that much. I don't yeah. know. I was having a moment. I was if having a moment. That's what happens though. Like our emotions, it's so crazy. Like you never feel such strong. Like I am a very emotional and in tune with my emotions person. My go-to reaction is always an emotional one. Yeah. Cause that's how I'm built. I'm just an emotional person. And I know we've been bitching oh. about this a lot lately mm-hmm. in our freaking podcast, but I am telling you, I this weather has <sighs> been so horrible. This has been the it's rainiest the summer ever. And I was just trying to explain to a coworker who doesn't have children. Didn't you say that like it's been it's literally rained like almost every day. Two days in July we haven't had rain. Yeah. Maybe I think this weekend you could add a third day. That's it. Yeah. Three We're days. We're flooding and California's burning. I know. Just take it's... our flooding and give it to California. Yeah. <laughs> and I was explaining to one of our coworkers who does not have children that it is the absolute worst to spend a summer with the kids not in school, completely cooped up inside just because like, there's nothing. They can't go outside. They can't it's do like half they're the activities. Again. Yes, I know. And what's even more, like, it's almost got me like that panicky, like anxiety Ugh. feeling, is that we're starting to see a shift where they're really talking pretty seriously about rolling backwards into more of a, I know, you know, stipulated. I can't quarantine. do that again. I can't do a year again with this. No. With this hybrid or at home like no and I'm like you you can't don't be bringing us back to that place when we haven't even had the summer to kind of just be outside and be free yeah. of it you know what I'm saying right? and we just got a taste of this freedom after all of this and then oh, oh I'm just oh, really 
freaking upset. I know. I just don't know if I can handle it with my kids again, if they can handle it. Seriously. I think it's your turn to read, if you want to. Sure. Let's do Um, this. So this episode... We are doing Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Now, we love her. She's a good author. And we both... Did you do the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo? So I wrote down all the books I've read by her. Yeah. Which we can talk at the end about what we recommend. But I've read Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, Daisy Jones and the Six, Maybe in Another Life, and One True Loves, which these two we read together. Yeah. These two we read separately. I had read before you. Yeah. And so I didn't know if there's any other ones that you had read. I don't think so. So I think... Yeah. So we've read at least four of her books before, both of us. And, um... She's awesome. She's very She's been good. on like a super roll because I think yeah. she did the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Then she did Daisy Jones and the Six. Amazing. Freaking amazing. And now she just did Malibu Rising. These yep. are like her most recent And the other three. two were before. Yes. But we read four of them, now five of her books. So yep. she's a highly recommended author by us. So yep. um, anyway, you can go ahead and read the summary. Okay. So Malibu Rising. Four famous siblings throw an epic party to celebrate the end of summer, but over the course of 24 hours, their lives will change forever. Malibu, August 1983. It's the day of Nina Riva's annual end of summer party, and anticipation is at a fever pitch. Everyone wants to be around the famous Rivas. Nina, the talented surfer and supermodel, brothers Jay and Hud, one a championship surfer, the other a renowned photographer, and their adored baby sister, Kit. Together, the siblings are a source of fascination in Malibu and the world over, especially as the offspring of the legendary singer Mick Riva. The only person not looking forward to the party of the year is Nina herself, who never wanted to be the center of attention and who has also just been very publicly abandoned by her pro tennis player husband. Oh, and maybe Hud. Because it is long past time to confess something to the brother from whom he's been inseparable since birth. Jay, on the other hand, is counting the minutes until nightfall when the girl he can't stop thinking about promises she'll be there. And Kit has a couple secrets of her own, including a guest she invited without consulting anyone. By midnight, the party will be completely out of control. By morning, the Riva Mansion will have gone up in flames. But before that first spark in the early hours before dawn, the alcohol will flow, the music will play, and the loves and secrets that shaped this family's generations will all come bubbling to the surface. Malibu Rising is a story about one unforgettable night in the life of a family, the night they each have to choose what they will keep from the people who made them and what they will leave behind. Whew! I know. That was a long one, huh? Right? So, the author, Taylor Jenkins Reid, is the New York Times bestselling author of Malibu Rising, Daisy Jones and the Six, and The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, as well as four other novels. Her newest novel, Malibu Rising, is out now. She lives in Los Angeles. You can follow her on Instagram at tjenkinsreid. If you want to know more about her, you can go to her website, taylorjenkinsreid.com. And I really think she's really come into her own because the two earlier books, fantastic books, um, but I feel like these past three are so strongly character driven and you might have a central character, but there are so many very like right up there and there's so much more 
interchange. You know well, what I and mean? And you like, get the voices of each individual character yeah, more. Mostly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you get a good... It's good and rounded that way. Yep. Where you have your main... Like, in for instance, in this book, our main character was Nina. Yes. But then we still got, like... Her brother's voices, her sister's voice. There, and also we really. Um, this was slightly time hoppy in a Love very it. easy, effortless way. But we, as we were in this present day, because it really broke the book out into these, like Two hour eras. by hour. You know what I mean? It went by this timeline, so it started yeah, at the seven a.m. were seven a.m. to 8 seven. Yeah. You know what I mean? Seven a.m. to the seven a.m. the following morning. Yeah. Um. But in between that, we get the their history, so how their parents, their parents met, met, and like everything that evolved and how they came to all be. And so, really, the sibling story all happens within a day, right? It's all uh, in within twenty four hours. hours. Uh, but then Correct. we get the entire history of their parents mm-hmm. and how and some of their history as they were growing up. Yeah, in between, but it. It, she's so good at making it seem like flawlessly, like flawlessly yeah. fitting it in. So it doesn't seem like you're reading two different stories. Not at all. Not it's, at all. It fits it's it so, in so good. Perfectly. And, you know, one of the things I love about her, she's someone you can devour her books because literally there's not yes. one scene that doesn't feel like important, special, like really has your attention. She yep. always has your attention. And she's just so good at somehow introducing you to a slew of characters and yet you feel like you know all of them. Yep. Including the like the the women the boys were interested Absolutely. in. Um any of their friends, like yep. the model friend. Oh yeah. We really got to yep. know her and she was only there for like a second too. Let's just talk so they end up it is an epic party of the 80s, yes. cocaine flowing from yeah. the waiter's like table. She introduced probably no less than 10 characters, and you still got to know each of them. Yeah. And it was funny to see who got busted when the cops... Like, like yeah. they, they obviously you don't know a massive amount, but enough. Like, you'd see how this one and this one ended up coming together, and this one's doing that. Like, yeah. I felt like I knew... I, I really felt like I was at the party. Like, she did such a good job. Like, I felt like I was there. Like, I was getting it. And you're like, it's... It, it, escalated so perfectly like getting out of control like each person that you had this guy who entered it and like he just wants to fit in and he wants everyone to like to be the guy so he brought like a brick and a half of cocaine yeah gets to the, like the because he's like a big producer or director like, or yeah something. takes like the serving tray and starts cutting out lines in the 80s i mean this is yeah. what the 80s and they walked around for. and then yeah. all and then they were spreading it to all the waitresses so all the waitresses were walking uh, around with trays yeah, of cocaine right? exactly i mean it was just like and and I remember Nina, like, coming downstairs at one point and going, well, who brought cocaine to my party? Yeah, I know, but right? then just but kind of letting it go and exactly. moving on. Yeah. Well, she was, like, not into it. Anyways, and that's yeah. right. Tareen, her supermodel friend who was, like, what the fuck? You well, know, she's the one who ended up having to take control of the whole situation and yeah, calling the cops. I know. And yeah. then her interaction with the cops actually got her arrested. Yeah. It, was, it was, like, so good. It was so entertaining. It's like, pop some popcorn and just start reading this book because it, it is. so good. And even just the, we'll call it love story, between the mom and dad yeah. and how you feel so bad for the mom and, like, she totally gets screwed over. And then... A couple times. A couple times over. Mm-hmm. And you're just so sad because really she was just so happy to have her children and like she just wanted. But she wasn't you know, truly happy. She no. Was happy. She loved her children. They were Dear. her world. But yep. obviously she wasn't, wasn't happy. truly yeah, happy because, because she, she had a drinking problem. Uh-huh. 
Um, but she always tried to hide it, even though they knew, and still managed to do what they needed to get done. I mean, sometimes you just go back and you'll be like, I feel like that book, which, I mean, it wasn't the world's longest book in the world. Like, we're not talking a thousand pager here. But that book, I feel like if you ever tried to, like, translate that to the screen, that would be, like two seasons long. Yeah. There's so much. No, you wouldn't be able to do it in a movie. You would have to do it in a show. There's a lot of info, a lot of characters. You can flesh things out. Like, it's amazing. It wasn't overwhelming. No. I totally was right there with her, understood every character, understood all their motives. Like, all of it made sense. There was no reason for a character not to be there. It wasn't like, who the freak is that? Or even their quirks or isms. I mean, look at their their dad as this, like, world-famous thing, like, huge superstar, right? But you even get back, back to, like, his growing up and understanding what his parents were like. And then yeah. you kind of understand how he's always constantly looking for... Because his parents be had a very bipolar relationship yeah. with each other. Yep. Yeah. And, and woman, I... Like, he yeah. saw that. And he obviously cannot be alone because he ends up being one of those that just, like, constantly finds someone else. And yep. He's got codependent issues. Get involved, right? And, mm-hmm. and ends up leaving and marrying... Leaving and marrying someone else. And I loved, I mean, even... And then, when he didn't have anybody, he came back and remarried the mom. Yep. Thought, then, oh, that's what I really want. Yeah. Uh, uh, until for I For, like, two years. And well, then left again. Because his career was also slumping yes. a bit. So, all of a sudden, that good girl who stood by his side with that simple life, you know, where you just raise your kids. So, all of a sudden, he came back. Yeah. And then, it that fixed his image. Because remember, he, the one he left her for and married, she ended up being... They, they ended up being kind of crazy together. Yeah. And it, it created it bad created press bad for him. Situation. And so, he ended up going back with his wife and being the family yeah. man again. And so, it, that... So, he's getting the good headlines. Yep. And it yeah. super boosted his career again. And then, all of a sudden... He found someone else and left again. Yep. Which, you know... And I like how they paralleled that with Nina's current relationship. Mm-hmm. And... Because she was kind of in a similar situation. Well, her husband had just left her the one time for the other tennis player. But then he came back at the party. Yeah. And was like, I love you. I'm sorry. I messed, made a mistake. Yep. And at first, she's just so passive. She's like, oh, okay. You know, Well, because like, she learned from her mom to just yeah. kind of accept it. She didn't know that you could. Or that it would just be easier, too. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Easier, like, just, yeah. Like, like she, oh. didn't, she didn't realize that she could stand up and ask her what she wants and do, you know, yep. and not let no, this continue. No, that was a huge character yeah. development Which that I we saw. Which I thought was funny because she learned that from the other woman who came over and started yelling at him and saying she didn't want him back because yeah she thought she already she told him to begin with if you're married I don't want anything to do with you but you pursued me and you kept coming and then you said you were going to leave your wife and then yep. you were going to be here for me and now you're back and it was just but then he ended up back with her and yeah. you're kind of like hmm, just desserts because she was really fucking mean and heartless to him she so, is hmm, like you can yeah. have that bye-bye yep ta-ta yep. which I loved this 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 book was just it was great. Every part of it was great. And and the fact that it, there was sadness to it, because her books are generally heavy. With yeah. This, no, there's like a lot. Realistic. Yeah. So, like, there's happy moments and sad moments. And, and funny moments. They're, like, and... real people that she makes. So, you know that they don't have, like, a perfect life. Like, right. things have happened. And just like with the mom, June, and the dad, they, you know, they got back together in a part a couple times. And he just kept hurting her. And, and she would wish that she had someone to talk about the kids with at night. That she could that would be there, you yeah. know, and, and she just never found that person. And then she got stuck working at a restaurant. She didn't want to work 
her whole life. I know. She really... Yeah, she never wanted that for herself, and he was supposed to take her out of that life, and instead, you know, she got stuck in that life to take care of her kids. You know, towards the end of the party, you get... We were just talking about all the wild stuff that was happening. (laughs) segue where you're Mick, you know, again, and he, he... his seventh wife had just left him, and she was the assistant to his manager. Wife. So he married her and made her his manager. But now that they're getting a divorce, now he doesn't even have a manager, and he doesn't have a wife. And so, so now again, he's, he's back, lost. So he's trying back to go back to. Oh, I should check in with my kids. Like that's what family really is. That's who's really there for you. That's what I've like, been missing my whole life. Yeah, you yeah, know, you're he's he, such a doofus. Total. And you get his internal monologues. You get him hearing, you could hear him about how he really loved June. Yep. And how he should have just stayed there with her this whole time. And they could have been a great family. That's what he's always and thinking he's, when, I know. in that in remorse, between. in between things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And he feels bad because she's passed away and she was such a good woman. And I'm like, but he, he didn't, didn't even come go to back a funeral. to a funeral. Or come to even Or take care of his kids. Yeah. Or she, pay for them. Like, yeah. any of that. Like, so. she had to raise those children in from like but she was also stupidly proud in that she wouldn't take him for child support fuck the mom yeah Yeah. so she that i'm saying nina as the oldest sibling was still in high school and had to raise the kids yeah drop out of high school to be able to work at the restaurant to afford you know keep them going but my whole thing is should have never have came to that i mean no even back then, June could have easily gotten child support. Like, that's a thing. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? And alimony, to be honest. Yeah, but she, she was too proud. To and, you know, that, that fucked her over in the end. Because mm-hmm. her pride of not wanting to need him created her having to work at the restaurant she never wanted to work at. Yeah. And barely make ends meet for her and for her the kids. kids. And then made her depressed. Yeah. Which she tried to hide from them, but she clearly had a drinking issue. And they all figured it out eventually. I'd have been like, fuck that. The least he could do is fucking pay me. Yeah. At least child support. Pay me alimony yeah. too, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, you keep coming back and leaving. Right? Too badass. I do get the point, though. Like, it is a hard situation when you have a bunch of siblings. They've lost both their parents. Technically, they lost their father even though they didn't lose him right he right he, he abandoned but them. he was useless and they knew it well, so there was no truly abandoned them. yes I he mean, did he... abandon them and there was no way he would come back and take care of them no. and knowing he obviously when we got his inner monologue he knew that june had passed away uh-huh so he knew that his kids were young and had no one yep and he still didn't come back so he didn't want that responsibility no, it's shitty so just knowing that i understand how she tried to take care of them and how some of the adults around her kind of supported that. Yeah. Which was good. Like the school and stuff. They all knew that the dad wasn't around and he had abandoned them. And they all knew that her mother was passed away. But nobody wanted to report it because she was almost 18. Yeah. She was taking good care of them. And as long as they stayed out of trouble yep. and went to school and did their things, they didn't report them because they didn't want them to get pulled away into different families. Which is totally amazing that, you know... Because in real life, that would probably never be, never happen. But in the book, it was nice that they, they made compassionate adults like that to kind of support, which I thought was kind of good. The dad, I think, was an only child, so it's not like they had yeah. any aunts or uncles. The mom was an only child. Yep. And, and the grandparents her grandparents were, were passed away. Yes, her grandparents were passed away. So they have really had only each other. 
So it was funny. Like at the end, the party was just hilarious. And then well, it was fun. All like of it them. was just like mm-hmm. so fun to be yeah. in. Like when that really like escalated well, and and they built it up too because they talked throughout the whole book about how every year they throw this party and every year it's it's crazy and all these people want to go to it because they hear all these things about it and how you know you could end up having drinks with Demi Moore or you could end yeah. up face down in the dirt. Whatever. Yeah. Like there's yeah, yeah. like tons of well. And Kit, every year, or the last few years, whatever, was sending an invitation to, to her the dad. dad. Nobody else knew that. So that's how Mick ended up there. Well, this is the first year he actually opened it and looked at it, right. he said. So he didn't know that he was getting it, like, right. every year. Yeah, because nobody else gets formal invites. It's only if you know about it and you know where it is, you can go. Yep. Which is um, kind of fun. Which I thought was hilarious. So there's people, like, begging people for the address. Yeah. So they're like, tell me where it is. I want to go. Like, everyone's begging for an invite, which was awesome. But, yeah, so the dad showed up, and that was, he's something else. He just, I'm like, what what are you going to do? Like, Nina tried to be upset with him at first and mean, and she did tell him off, which was awesome. But it's like, at one point, what do you do? Like, he's just going to be who he is. Yep. And you realize that's unreliable. So then you just live with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just realize he's kind of a lost cause. Yeah. And just, I don't know how much we highlighted, like, each of the siblings and just, like, their growth or, like, what was going on with them. We had oh, yeah. Kit, who was 20 and hadn't even kissed a boy yet. And, like, nope. that was her big goal. She and was going to kiss a boy. wary about her body and the things she was wearing. Oh, yeah. She wanted to be sexier, but, but she not. didn't want to be yeah. girly sexier. I know. Yeah. And um, Nina ended up, like cutting off her shorts right to like make her them like ripped short shorts. yeah to yeah. make shorts and and cropped her top and so a really typical like 80s yes beach outfit and she definitely was garnering attention but she realized she had a bit of an epiphany during yeah. the party that she wasn't really uh i called that one yeah digging the boys well, she was making out with that boy and then he like gave her a big old hickey and then she was like I think I want to stop. And he's like, why? And yeah. she's like, I just, I think this isn't right. And he's like, oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Blah, blah. She's yeah. like, no, no, no. She goes, I think, I think I just like girls. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> she goes, I always yeah. tried to fit in with them. And I always really liked like being around them. She goes, but I think I actually just liked them. <laughs> yep. And then you had the brothers who mm-hmm. we had... We have Jay, and then Hud is a half-brother. Yeah. But they were raised as, as twins. As twins, because they were, like, a month apart. Her. Yes. Because the freaking mom... So, while her and... So, while June, their mom, and um, Mick were still together, but he was on the road, he, of oh, course, yeah. has been having affairs, because he can't not. No, can't yeah. stop, won't stop. No. So, some lady just shows up, like, a month after she had... Or her baby was, like, month, a couple months old, and the other baby was a month older, right, than that one? I yeah, think, but I think he was still, Hud like... Hud is a month uh, older than Yes, Hud is Jay. older. But they were both infants. Yeah. And so she's holding, I think, Jay, and then this lady comes up, knocks on the door, and is like, Hi, take my baby. Yeah, I can't. I can't raise him anymore. He I should tried. be with his father. He should be with his father. I tried, but I can't handle it. Here you go. Here's his birth certificate. I named him Hudson Riva. So he's named after me, but he's also named after his dad. Because yeah. her last name, name was Hudson. Hudson. Yep. 
And then she was like, all right, see you later. And she left. And then June's just standing there like, what the fuck? Yeah. Had the two infants in her arms. And at first she was like most angry with that woman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how dare you? You know? Yeah. But then she's, she definitely got pissed at Mick. The one thing I love is that um, Taylor, the author, never made her angry at the baby. Nope. Because it's not the baby's nope. fault. And she said this the baby, baby was to be lying and she just was like, oh. You poor thing. Yeah. You need love. You know, and I'm going to mm-hmm. do it. I'm going to take care of you. And Yeah. She just accepted oh. him, made him hers. It was so sweet. And then she's like, needs his father. Ha. <laughs> they all need right. their father. He's not around. You right. Know? So then she ended up raising the four of them and the two boys as twins. Because I then know. they had Kit. At, like, he after he came, he left her, then came back again. He left her, married another woman. Yep. Divorced that other woman, then came back again and said, I made a mistake. You're the love of my life. I oh, should have yeah. never left. I apologize. Ugh. That was the first time. She took him back. They were happy for like two years. They had Kit. And then he decided he was over it again and left her for another woman. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. It was a lot of... It was one of those things where you're just like, I, I agree with you. I'm so happy that she chose to love that child. Yeah, and not... And just like, and there was like this really great scene where he was just like super crying and she's like, oh my gosh, you poor thing. Yeah. Like, and so she just worked with them to like calm him down and get, and then that was it. They were twins and... Yep, was, they raised him as twins so that no one would question how she got another baby. Yep. Which I guess they didn't realize she didn't have another one before. But they, they were, knew they weren't twins. They yep, were, no, they were, they were smart. raised, like, mm-hmm. on knowing the truth. Yeah. Which I'm also grateful of yeah. that. I think that's important. Yeah. Um, but, ultimately, current times, well, current 1983, you had a, a bit of an oopsie where HUD fell in love with mm-hmm. Jay's... At the time, it she was still with Jay. Yeah. But then... She left Jay because she had true feelings with, with Hud. Hudson. And then because well, they started screwing when she was still with Jay. Uh-huh. And I think Hud's like, this isn't the type of person I am. I can't believe I've done this to my brother. Like there, yeah. you definitely it it felt authentic. Like this was not the usual. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like this was a real kind of tragic situation where two people like super fell in love. And I feel like they did not complete this really but I feel like Jay has a little bit of his father's tendency when it comes to falling in love with girls. Uh, yeah. I'd agree. Because he was kind of courting that girl at that restaurant and he was like he had only seen her like a couple times and yeah. only had like one interaction yeah, before but decided she's and decided the one. he was totally in love with her and she was like hey man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he's like well I guess you're not on the same page as me. And Yeah I know and got all like Well bitchy. and he was also already mad because he just found out about Ashley and his brother because he found the pictures. Oh right. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he, So he kind of took it out on her but then also was like what you don't feel for me what I feel for you and she's like you're kind of crazy. Like, yeah. you just, you know. Yeah. But like, I did love, um, during that scene, right before it, as he was walking, he saw Vanessa, who was in love with Hudson. Oh, that's Kit's right. Kit's best friend. That's right. And then was like, saw Hudson, was with Ashley, and then was like, yeah, fuck it. I'm just going to make out with everyone. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? She's like, I just decided... Why pine after one? I'm just having fun with all of yeah. them. So she was making out with like three or four boys, which was awesome. Not at a yeah. time, but yeah. you know, separate times, which is awesome. But while she was making out with at least one guy, the the brother walked by, Jay walked by, and yes. he was like, 
Is that Vanessa? Like, you hear yeah. his thoughts. It took it like, what? Was that Vanessa over there? Wow, didn't know she got down like that. Right. Like, so I'm like, oh, great. He's going to go after her next. I know. <laughs> That's wicked funny. Yeah. It's just fun how they tie everyone into everything, and you see the outskirts of the scenes. Because oh, definitely. That's what the, I'm saying, too. Yeah. 100%. Like, and she somehow found a way. Again, not with this, like, like massive thousand-page book, mm-hmm. but, like, a, a normal, like... Just to really flesh book, everything, everything out. out. And give us so many characters. So many, like, main characters and really give us a whole lot of story, yeah. depth of character, And she had an ending. Even though it wasn't really, like, an ending ending, it still left a couple open-ended things, but you were satisfied yeah, with 100%. it. 100%. Like, if she made another book, great. If she doesn't, I'm fine with it. Yep. Do you know what I mean? I agree. Like, she, she left it to where, like... It, it was great. Like, so the half-sister showed up that no one knew who she was. Supposed half-sister. Right. Told them that she found this picture of her mom, and on the back it said, like, the father is whatever. Because she was always just raised by her mom. She was raised by adopted parents. You have to get that one right. Yeah, no, I mean, perfect definitely. for you. Okay. She was raised by adopted parents because her mother... What happened to her mother? She couldn't handle raising the baby alone or something. Something And like I was that. like, oh, is she Huds? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I was like, no. Um... She, so she was raised by adoptive parents, and then when she, her adoptive parents died, when she's she's really young, her adoptive parents died when she was like eighteen or something, and she was going through a box of stuff and found a picture of her biological mother, and on the picture was written that she was Mick Reeves' child. Yep. So she doesn't know, but I thought it was good is that Mick also showed up because he was you know in that space where he's like, oh, I guess I need to deal with my kids now. Right. Um. When he showed up, all hell was breaking loose. I love that. I Jay kind of love that. Fighting. I, yes, they were like going at it. They were fighting because of Ashley. Yep. And then, so they were knocking each other around, like on the on the ground. And Nina had gone out to see what was going on there. And then Kit was standing right beside him, and he didn't even recognize her. No. And then the half sister was like, "I don't know what's happening." And she had just talked to Nina about possibly being her sister. And it was just, the whole thing was hilarious. But by the end, I thought it was great because the brothers ended up making up because Jay had to admit he never really loved Ashley. He didn't even really care about her that much. Um, He was just mad that his brother would do that to his brother, whatever. But then we find out Ashley's pregnant. Mm -hmm. And Hudson and her are going to have the baby and get married. I know. It was really sweet. And then Jay's kind of just whatever. And, um... The dad was like, well, I'm back now. And they're all like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, they're no, all just right. so, so okay. underwhelmed right, about right. it. Right. Great. Hi. And he's like, well, how about this? I'll give you guys all my phone numbers. If you need me, you can call me. Or if you just want to chat. If not, I'll stay away. Right. You know what I Which mean? Which I'll see, right? Okay. And then he told the um, Casey, the girl that thinks she... I'll take a paternity test if you want me to. Yeah, which I thought like, was really I sweet. I thought that was too, right? Yeah. I agree. Like He didn't instantly be like, you're not my kid. He was like, eh, I'll take a paternity test. Let's just, let's see. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he... I mean, he was honest. And I kind of like that, mm-hmm. again, more believable, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't like, oh my God, yes, I definitely... You know, he was like... And I no, also like that they made her, like, not a vindictive half-sibling. Because most of the times no. in books and dramas, yeah. you hear this. There's always a half-sibling that wasn't raised, and so they were vindictive. Because you got everything I should have. Not that right. they got anything, but you right. know what I mean? And she was just like, no, I have my own life. I don't need anything from you guys. I just wanted to know where I came from. You know, yep. and wanted to know if I had siblings out there, maybe get to know them. But I don't need anything from you guys. You know what I mean? She's like, I'm going to college. Because she was getting ready to go to college. Yeah. And she just... 
drove over there because she was going to college in California. And uh, she was like, yeah, nope, I got, I'm going to college. I'm doing great. I just wanted to see. I just had to know, you know. Right. Which I thought wasn't really good. Did we want to talk about any of our other books that we've read by her that we loved? Like, not, like, talk about them, talk about them, but right. just... Love them all. Love So, us. Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Amazing. Amazing. Daisy Jones and the Six. Amazing. I loved that one specifically, how they, um, each band member had a voice. Yes. Because it was all, it was, so and fun. the whole book was and done. it brought a whole yeah. story together. And oh. the whole book was done as if it was somebody interviewing those people. Yes. It's so fun. it felt like separate interviews. And I will say. Telling the whole story. 1,000%. If you at all are someone amiable to listening to a book on Audible, mm-hmm. that by far is such a a fun experience. Yeah, because it's like because a full cast. Because it is full cast. So every, it's not one narrator like shifting their voices. Mm-hmm. Every single um, character has their own narrator, their own unique voice. And I felt like it was done so perfectly. So good. And I think it's a lot of actors and actresses. Like it's famous people. Some yeah. of them. Not everybody, but some of them that are doing it. And, and it I just sounds so good. It was done interview style, but I, without you hearing what their interview asked. Yes. I think it was just them selling yep, no, their part. You never heard who the interviewer was. But yeah. that you find out at the end. end. Yes, yes. But you never hear them speak until the yeah. end. So but that you... one, again, cannot say it enough that I think the Audible experience is far superior. So good. It's so, 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 so good. Good. And um, in the two earlier works that we read of hers um, were also really mm-hmm. great. Those were definitely more love stories. Yes. Whereas she has really evolved to be a fiction writer. Yes. Not so much romance. Yeah. There's romance involved. There's pieces, but it is not the centrifuge. It's not like the main were component. The, the first Those two first were two, more Yep. I feel romances. like she kind of started off more a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. complex. Complex mm-hmm. romances, like not not happy go, not like no, a like, little rom com or anything. They were they were already they had heavy mm-hmm. um, premises, but they were I would still label the romance. Like I loved the way she did um, maybe in another life because mm. that one was crazy because it was like two stories but one story but yeah. two different ways. So it was like as if. You actually had made a different choice in your yep. life where that path took you and where this path took you. Yep. So you got to see both stories of what would happen if she was with this guy or this guy. Yep. And it was awesome. I mean, both of them were good. Yep. But they, but it was just amazing how it all worked together. It was just, yep. it was just so, good. Again, very thought-provoking, really... Mm-hmm. Um, you can see how she has elevated herself to where she is now. But again, I would say, in my mind, I would categorize the two earlier works as romance but i now see her as a very very strong fiction writer i would definitely say um of the seven husbands of evelyn who definitely fiction i would definitely say this was fiction i would definitely say the daisy jones daisy jones and the six is fiction because they're they're just more than just romance it it goes well beyond that there's so many characters this is where family and stories and their families they built the families they had the families they built the people that formed their lives like it's just she's so good so good now it's time besties in a book rating one two three Artisanal latte with whip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I 
knew that was gonna happen. It was. It's just she just has everything. Yeah, she has it all, and, and she wraps it up good. We both are smiling. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if you can hear it in our voice because you can yeah. often hear smiles in your voices. But like reflecting on this book, even though it wasn't all sunshines and rainbows, mm-hmm. it was so good. You were so into it. We can't help but be pumped and happy to talk about yeah. it. That just says something. Anything by Taylor Jenkins Reid, recommend a hundred percent. It's amazing. Yes, it's it's just thought provoking. Yeah. Like you kind of walk away going like, wow. Like, just, yeah. wow, that was so good, you know? And, yeah. Like, I just don't think any movie or show could do her books justice. No. Like, they're just amazing. She's There's so, so many good. intricacies, and, mm-hmm. and again, she just has... I cannot express enough how much I enjoy people that, at least for me, when I am reading their books, it's just effortless to be in whatever oh, yeah. world they have me in, whatever you know, headspace, I mean, whatever. It's it's a talent beyond all talents. When you can just convey things where people, I don't have to strain to, like, get where you're going no. or, or understand. Or keep having to, like, go back because you got lost and don't no. know what's happening. Like, this it's is so like, fluid and yes. good. It's and just sh- magical. Yeah. You just, like, amazing. You, you literally start your first sentence and you're just like in it and you're there and it just keeps rolling forward and it just gets more and more where you feel like I know these people I feel like I'm one of the Reva's family members you know what Mm -hmm. I mean like or like you would think they were truly a celebrity family that we've just grown to know and love and have them in the tabloids all the time like you just know them so well but I only really knew them for a couple days and they're (laughs) but it's great that they're stuck in your head like it's amazing and people, and that's my favorite kind of writing. When you can bring a book, like I most, <laughs> when you can bring a book to life and have mm-hmm. it really affect you outside of reading it yeah, and have you thinking about it after and, and really reflecting on it, it is just the best feeling in the world. 100%. We really hope that you enjoy this book as much as we did. Yes. And until next time, happy, happy reading, reading book besties. besties. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Two Besties in a Book. Find us on Twitter at Besties Books or email us at twobestiesinabook at gmail.com. This podcast was made with Anchor. See you next time, book besties. Two Besties in a Book! What's wrong? Nothing. Lisa finished a workout, and I am on a rest day, but we're having a competition, and so I'm going to fucking work out today because I can't even handle this shit. And I was like yesterday, I'm like, ugh, you're going to kick my ass in points because I'm getting a tattoo all fucking day long. I am forced to live Are you guys doing like the big, active. A big I'm fucking cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I